Hello everybody, my name is Jake McGrill, and alongside me is Corey Branson of CITR Sports, broadcasting live from UBC's Point Great Campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news and stories. It is championship season for the fall sports, and after golf won UBC's first conference titles of the year earlier this month, we now have a few more as women's rugby and both men's and women's cross-country are Canada West champions. Elsewhere, both our soccer teams are still in the hunt for banners of their own. Hockey, especially the men's team, continued their strong start to the year. Basketball had their season openers, and football suffered a bit of a coming back down to earth. But let's start with some happy news. And that's women's rugby. Yes, let's please start with the happy news. <laughs> the Thunderbirds faced off against Calgary in the Canada West semifinals. Made a little more difficult by the fact that Calgary hosted the final four in its entirety. However, UBC prevailed 22-12 to to advance to the final. And the Thunderbirds, they did trail to begin this game as the Dinos opened the scoring in the 18th minute. And it took until the 35th minute, very late for this UBC team, considering how well they've scored this year, to get on the board They did it with a try from Piper Logan. Yeah, UBC then scored right at the end of the half through Mackenzie Carson, making it 12-5. And early in the second half, Florence Simmons extended the lead by another five points. Yeah, the Dinos, they fought back with a second try to cut the lead to 17-12. But UBC, they added insurance in the final five minutes through a try from Rory Wood. And that was how the game ended. It was actually UBC's lowest scoring game of the season, but still a win. You take what you can get. Uh, This set up a final game against my pride and joy, Victoria, for the Canada West (laughs) title. Uh, Again, it was not an ideal start for UBC as the Vikes scored a penalty in the first 10 minutes and they took a 3-0 lead. However, from the 12th until the 54th minute in the second half, the Birds scored 40 unanswered points against the Vikes to go up 40-3 here in the final That was tries from Elena Scramstad, Madison Gold, Savannah Botter, Michaela Nelson, Simmons, and Logan. The Vikes did score a couple constellation tries late, but it was all over by early in the second half. You know what? Sometimes you don't have your best stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the third time they've beaten Victoria this year. We don't need to talk about it. It's fine. (laughs) We're a UBC show. We don't need to talk about Victoria. Uh, Shoshana Samadatafa scored a try of her own as well, and this game ended 47-13. A domination. The Thunderbirds are now back-to-back Canada West champions with a perfect 7-0 season. And next up is the National Championship Tournament that's held in Kingston next week. The Thunderbirds, they are now ranked number one in the country, just ahead of both Queens, who are going to be hosting that tournament, and Laval, who are also both undefeated. They've been the top three in the country basically this whole season. Yeah, it should be exciting uh, championship. Yes, and looking at soccer, it's not quite national championship season yet because the Final Four is coming this weekend, and both of our soccer teams are going to be part of that Final Four. For the women's, it was smooth sailing. They blew out Regina 5-0 in the Canada West quarterfinals here at home, advancing to that Final Four. Yeah, it was Sophia Damien who opened the scoring in the 20th minute before Danielle Steer, classic, doubled the lead in the 35th with both those goals assisted by Catalan Tolnai. Yeah, Steer scored again in first half stoppage time. Game was never in doubt the rest of the way, and then UBC really turned it into much more of a blowout with Jade Taylor-Ryan and Aislinn Phillips both scoring in the final minutes of the game. Yeah, the shot count in this game, 24-5 to in favor of UBC. 14-2 <laughs> to in terms of shots on target. 
Uh, it was Allison Ford in net for the Cougars. She made nine saves, um, which is usually pretty good for a goalkeeper. Uh, still conceded five times, though. I mean, rough outing for her. 24 to 5 is rough. Considering this is a playoff game, Regina, they had a good season, and then to go out like that is, that that's not great. <laughs> yeah, you feel bad. Uh, someone we don't have to feel bad for, though, is Steer. Her brace means she now has 17 goals on the season, regular season and playoffs. And her uh, fellow competitor in the Golden Boot race, Montana Leonard, her Calgary team was beaten on penalties in Saskatchewan. So Steer, if she's able to score in the Final Four, will have the most regular season and playoff goals, despite losing the uh, the Golden Boot race in the regular season. I wonder how much she's thinking about that. Because I feel like <laughs> at this point, like, you know you've lost the Golden Boot race. That's where it's counted. And I think, like, at this point, I would assume everybody in that locker room is focused on, you know, winning the Canada West title. Mm-hmm. I hope Daniel Stare's not sitting there being like, <laughs> this is my chance. Well, g- given that she has already won one earlier in her time at UBC, yeah. that probably, it probably lessens the blow a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is the sixth straight season that the Thunderbirds have made it to the Canada West semifinals. They've won the conference title twice during this run, back-to-back in 2015 and 2016. So it's been a while, actually, since they mm-hmm. made it all the way to the top, but a good chance this year. Yeah, they're they're consistently always there, but hopefully this is the year where they're actually able to get that uh, conference title once again. They will play McEwen in the semifinals. That'll be a tough game. The Griffins finished first in the Central Division with a 10-2 and record. These two teams, they've not actually played each other since 2018, the game that the Thunderbirds won one nothing. But given the massive turnover since then, it's not like the majority of players who are playing this game will have been too involved in that one. No, yeah, it'll be totally new squads on both ends. The men's team, they're also through to the Final Four. We've uh, talked about how it's been a bit of a turbulent season for them. Like, uh, unlike the women's, it was a tough battle against the, uh, the, the Calgary Dinos. They had to come from behind to win 2-1, but they pulled out the win. Yeah, unlike the women's game, this one started slowly. It was a scoreless first half. Both goalies made two saves in the opening 45 minutes. Yeah, it was Calgary. They struck first on the road. Derek Bruss scored in the 59th minute. However, the Thunderbirds then turned it around. It took just three minutes to equalize through Jackson Farmer. It was his second straight game with a goal. Yeah, UBC then was looking for a hero, and it came in the form of Logan Chung. He gave the Thunderbirds the lead in the 74th minute off a shot from the edge of the penalty box that hit the post and went into the bottom corner. You'll take that kind of luck any day in a playoff game like this. Now, this is, this is actually the first time all season that the Thunderbirds have won back-to-back games. <laughs> they 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 Because they, they beat Victoria 4-0 to end the regular season. Just had to mention that one more time. Yeah, thanks, Jake. <laughs> but now they, they have five wins this entire season. They've just won back-to-back for the first time. And now they're in the they're they're in the final four. <laughs> I mean, you get hot at the right time. That's yeah. the whole point. They've been coasting all year. Yeah, they're I mean, not showing their hand. If right? they, they're just if <laughs> they're they waiting. do win the the conference title, that'll be nearly as many wins as they had in the regular season. Yeah, so, <laughs> very impressive, for sure. I I think they know what they're doing. I have faith. Uh, yeah, the Thunderbirds will look to win their fourth straight Canada West title this weekend and book their place in the national championship tournament. They haven't missed nationals since 2014. Uh, that is a streak that very much could be in danger if they don't win twice this week. In the semifinals, UBC, they will play Mount Royal. They've only played six times ever. The Thunderbirds, they've won all six of those previous meetings. That includes two different times in the playoffs in both 2017 
and 2018. So we'll see if that history is able to hold true again in just a couple days. Yeah, good luck to both of those teams going into this weekend. As we talk about on this show, a high standard for EBC Sports. <laughs> I don't want to be disappointed. Going to talk about hockey now. Our men's hockey team is officially good, folks. They're we, we real can, good. We can call it. We can call yeah. it. <laughs> Locking it in. That's our prediction. They're good. Uh, two years ago, we saw this team really have a lackluster regular season. Not a lot of wins. But they followed that up with a miraculous run to the Canada West Finals. And that momentum appears to have lasted uh, in the 20 months since that run. For the second weekend in a row, UBC posted identical winning scores in their two games. 5-2 over the previously undefeated McEwen Griffins. The T-Birds are 6-0. They're riding their longest ever season opening win streak, and they are ranked third in the country. I mean, the the good vibes are all surrounding this men's hockey team. Oh, Ga- definitely. Game one, it was basically over after just 20 minutes as the Thunderbirds scored three past Griffin's goalie James Porter in the opening frame, chasing him from the game. It was Chris Douglas, Jonathan Smart, and Tian Rask who were responsible for the goals. They all came within three minutes and 13 seconds of each other, really putting... A dominant display there in the first period, and Smart's goal in particular was quite something as he went coast-to-coast through both defenders, sniping it under the blocker to double the advantage. Yeah, pretty cool. Check out the highlight if you can. It's on uh, the men's hockey Twitter. Uh, Ty Taylor was the one who relieved Porter, and he stood strong over the next two and a bit periods, saved 27 of 28 shots, kept the deficit reasonable. After a Cole Gable power play marker in the second, saw the Griffins claw back slightly. Scott Atkinson put that one shot past Taylor in the third for his first ever Canada West goal. Yeah, the Griffins' Colin Schmidt then cashed in on a power play three minutes after Atkinson scored to breathe some life into the visitors. But Smart then scored his second of the game for UBC and empty netter to put away any hopes of a full comeback. Yeah, by the time the final whistle blew, the T-Birds had nearly doubled the Griffins in shots. It was 42-23. to 23. Uh, And in fact, we talked about that excellent first period where UBC had three goals. They had 19 shots on target in that first period, so they nearly matched McEwen in only that single frame. Yeah, game two, that was pretty similar. UBC, they never trailed after scoring twice in the first period. Although the Griffins did score an early goal in the second period, which kept them within reach for longer than they were in the in the first game. Yeah, it was Douglas and Rask again. They continued their personal hot streaks and they scored in the first period once more. Uh, needing a spark to respond, the Griffins got it through Riley Brandt. He found the twine less than a minute into the second. So McEwen remained on the prowl, one goal back until the late stages of that period when T-Bird's captain Tyler Sandu tipped a shot from Smart past Taylor. And at that point, chinks in the armor, they became apparent, and UBC began to roll once again. Austin Glover found a shorthanded goal five minutes into the third, and Jack Wiesmer followed that with his first goal as a T-bird in the middle stages of the period. Cameron Reagan got the Griffin's second goal on the power play a few minutes later, but it was much too late then. Another 5-2 win, another great display for UBC. Yeah, another easy victory. Nothing, uh, nothing nail-biting in this one, as opposed to the games against Manitoba last weekend. Ryland Toth was in net for the Thunderbirds in both of these games. Finished the weekend, saving 38 of 42 shots. A 9.05 save percentage, that ain't half bad. But most impressively, Toth gave up only one even-strength goal in that whole series. The other three were all on the power play where you have a bit more leeway. <laughs> you can't, can't blame the goalie as much for giving up some power play goals. Yeah. That's on the rest of the team. And uh, the T-Birds, they're now on a bye all the way through the 19th. They get a full two weeks off. Look at that. And they will then travel to Edmonton for a date with the Alberta Golden Pandas. And hopefully this time off doesn't cool off this uh, hot streak to begin the season. Yeah, we'll ride it as long as we can. 
For the women, uh, we talked about the men a lot. They're scooping up headlines, left wing, right wing, and center. But the performances of the women's hockey team are nothing to scoff at either. Like their male counterparts, the women also followed the same script this past weekend as they had the week prior. That was one tight loss and one blowout win. So they're now 4-2. and two. Uh, All the Thunderbirds have really been in need of this season has been better puck luck. And I think if they can get that, they too are going to become a conference superpower. Yeah, they were up against the Griffins as well this weekend. The McEwen men's team, we mentioned they were undefeated coming into the weekend. The women's team has not been uh, as comfortable in Canada West so far. Friday, that was a trial by fire for the women's team in this new division as UBC beat them 5-0 on the road. Yeah, strangely, this first period mirrored that of the first men's game. We also saw a 3-0 lead after one. We also saw the third goal leading the Griffins to pull their starting goalie. Uh, This time it was Brianna Sank exiting for the backup Natalie Bender. Uh, And like Ty Taylor in the men's game, Bender was really solid in relief. She stopped 24 to 26 shots the rest of the way. Yeah, before the goalie changed, it was Shaylee McConnell who opened the scoring off a rebound. Shanreet Bassey made it two with a goal off of a giveaway. And then Ireland Perrot was the one who chased Sank from the game with a one-timer that just made its way through. Yeah, Hannah Coral solved Bender on a power play in the second. That made it 4-0. That looked like it was going to be the final score all the way through until right at the death. Grace Elliott put another in the cage. It was 47 seconds left. Now ice the cake on this blowout. <laughs> that, that, that's just a bit of a cherry on top. We're already at 4-0, a minute left to play. Just score again. Why not? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it's not like baseball where you can sort of actively, like, take pitches and, you know, take your walk. The unwritten rules of Canada West hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you do if you have the puck in the slot? you got to shoot it, right? Not my fault that I scored. Yeah, Bassey, on top of her goal, she notched three assists. She was a big part of that offensive explosion. Overall, the Thunderbirds, they outshot the Griffins 39-11 to as Elise Hugens picked up the shutout. I mean, an 11-save shutout. Nothing too crazy, but it's it's uh, still a fine accomplishment. She did her job. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can't, again, it's not her fault they didn't shoot at her more. So, good work getting that shutout. Uh, honestly, in Game 2, it really felt like that trial by fire from Game 1 worked. Uh, the Griffins, they came away with an unlikely victory the next day. It was 3-2. Uh, quite a rebound for them. And I mean, it's not like they dominated the game. They were outshot 43-17 to 17 by UBC. And it was Bender, the, the backup who came in in the first game for McEwen. That was the hero making those 41 saves to keep out UBC. No matter how much UBC controlled the play, they just couldn't get enough offense going. Yeah, Aaron Chambers' first period power play goal for McEwen was the only scoring in this contest for almost 35 minutes. It wasn't until 525 the third that Ryland Ryland McKinnon finally evened the score, put a second goal on the board, finally got UBC off the schneid. Yeah, however, not even a minute and a half after that, McEwen reclaimed the lead. It was Jamie Doyle, who was strong on a breakaway. She made no mistake beating the Thunderbirds goalie, Reese Hiddleston. Yeah, Joyce Simon added an empty netter with three minutes remaining to all but seal the win. Ashley McFadden actually gave UBC a tiny opportunity. She scored with 40 seconds to go in the game, but the Birds couldn't find that miracle at the end to tie it. I mean, pulling the goalie, three minutes left, only down one goal. Yeah, that's definitely that's an interesting weird. strategy. I, I noticed that when I was looking at the box score. I don't, I don't yeah, I mean, who, I'm not a hockey coach. Who am I to, who am <laughs> yeah, I to I, 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 don't, I don't know what the, the analytics are like in terms of how likely you are to score 
or to concede a goal the earlier you pull your goalie. I think, I believe they were on a power play, and I know that's something that sometimes coaches will do when they get a power play with like three minutes to go, they're down a goal, right? Just pull the goalie, make it a two-man advantage or a two-woman advantage in this case, six on four. Um, so maybe that was the logic that went behind I it. I mean, if it had worked, it would have been genius. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was a milestone night for every Griffin contributor. Bender, she got her first Canada West victory. The goals by Chambers, Doyle, and Simon were all first in the division as well, and a very big win for them. Yeah, the T-Bird women, they also have that long break. They're also going to be back playing Alberta on the 19th. Uh, that series, as opposed to the men, that'll be played right here in Vancouver. We're now going to take a quick break for ads and PSAs. When we come back, we'll talk about basketball, football, and then end it with our bookend Canada West Championships in cross country. Celebrating human ingenuity, resilience, and grit. Tell a Story Hive's Game Changers Documentary Edition is here. Calling all local emerging filmmakers in BC and Alberta. Story Hive is offering 30 grants of $20,000 each to capture stories of local game changers that are making their community a better place. Send in your application to storyhive.com apply by November 10th. If you have a story to share, we want to hear from you. Red Cat Records is an amazing artist-owned and operated record store. Shop from their diverse online music collection and get free shipping within Vancouver and the Lower Mainland with the purchase of two or more LPs. If you would like to further support them through the evolving COVID-19 crisis, you can do so by buying a gift card to use at a later date. Visit www.redcat.ca for more information. We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass rent evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Now we're going to look at our two basketball teams. They played their first games of the Canada West season this past week. For the women's, it was two heartbreaking losses as they lost to both Trinity Western and Victoria here at home by a combined six points in the two games. Oy, oy, oy. Uh, yeah, Thursday took on the Spartans. They were down seven points at halftime. They battled back to make the game even heading into the fourth Game, game down to the wire with the Thunderbirds down a single point with 30 seconds left. And unfortunately, they had a missed shot and then a turnover in their final two plays of the game that cost them. And UBC lost 72-68 to once Trinity Western made some free throws. Haley Council was the one who led the team offensively. She had 24 points to go along with five rebounds in this game. Yeah, great game by Council, but the rest of the team really struggled to shoot in this one. Council shot 10 of 18 from the field. Rest of the team combined 44 points on 15 of 50 shooting. <laughs> that, yeah, that's 50. They, they took 50 shot attempts and scored 44 points. Yeah, that's a 30%. Uh, not great. Uh, Azalea Forsbauer double-doubled with 10 points and 10 rebounds, which is good, but she shot 4 of 13, so 
Not uh, not incredibly efficient. Yeah, the second game, that was against Victoria on Saturday. It started great. The Thunderbirds, they were up 12 nothing to start this game. They were up 32-16 to midway through the second they were rolling. But the Vikes, they battled all the way back by midway through the second half. This was basically even, and it was very tight all the way down to the end. Yeah, after Kate Johnson tied the game with an off-balance jump shot, 25 seconds left. It seemed like we were heading to overtime. But Victoria did end up with the ball under UBC's basket with 1.2 seconds left. They ran an inbound play to perfection. Tana Pankratz fired an open jumper for the win, 74 to 72. Very cool. Yes. A very I, cinematic ending, but not for the team. That I, I, I had the, I had the, I was lucky enough to be calling this game for Canada West TV. It's the first time I've called the buzzer beater, so that was super cool. I was very excited about that. At the same time. UBC did lose. <laughs> so there, there there was a part of me that was like, oh, no. But then the other part of me was like, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it had to be any team, Jake, wouldn't you want it to be the Vikes? Wouldn't you want to make Corey just, happy? Just for you, just for you. Uh, yeah. Council, she was again the high scorer for UBC with 23 points. She shot just 6 for 19 from the field, though, and she only scored 4 points in the second half. Emily Martindale had... 14 points and 5 rebounds. Thunderbirds were destroyed on the boards in this one. They gave up 22 offensive rebounds to the Vikes that are much bigger in terms of physical stature. Their one big advantage was that they took 29 free throws compared to only 14 for Victoria, but that big advantage, not enough. Yeah, the offensive rebounds were crazy because for UBC, they only had one starter who was over 5'11", and the Vikes had three that were six feet taller taller including yeah. their center was i think she was six four or something like that so she was just standing under the basket getting all these rebounds <laughs> and it was it was it, it was hard to watch sometimes <laughs> these 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 uh, were the first two games under new head coach aaron mcalinan she took over from deb huben who retired after 27 years at ubc so that's some big shoes to fill there they play ufe at home this weekend and they're looking to avoid going 0-3 to start the year. That would be the first time in over a decade that they would start 0-3 if they lose on Friday. The men's team, they had the opposite results from the women's. They pulled off two big wins here at home over the Spartans and the Vikes. So they are now 2-0 to start the season. Yeah, things looked a little shaky against TWU in the early going. The Thunderbirds fell behind by 11 points in the second quarter. But they came back quickly and never looked back once they got the lead in the second half. Final score was 97-80. to 80. Yeah, UFV transfer Sukman Sandu had a very strong Canada West debut for the Thunderbirds. He scored 21 points on a perfect 7-for-7 seven seven shooting, 5-for-5 five five from 3, along with 5 rebounds and 2 blocks. James Woods, who was another transfer, had 19 points and 7 rebounds, while Jack Cruz Dumont had 12 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. And we were talking earlier about how expectations were a little shaky for the Thunderbirds men's basketball team coming into this year because we lost so many big-name players. Um, I believe it was four starters yeah. that are gone from last season's team. Exactly. So that obviously means there are lots of positions to fill. And so I think it's going to be key, if UBC is going to contend again, to have those transfers play really, really well and, and really come into those roles that have been left behind, those large gaps. UBC did struggle from the free-throw line in this one. They went just 11 of 19. But they held the Spartans to 39% shooting and had 54 points in the paint compared to 32 for Trinity Western. Game on Saturday, that was a big one. They went up against Victoria. They Victoria had just beaten Trinity Western by 40 points the previous night before <laughs> this game. That was rough. But the Thunderbirds, despite being down four points at halftime, they exploded in the third quarter. They outscored the Vikes 27-13 to in the third. 
eventually won comfortably 94 to 76. Yeah, Woods and Grant Audu combined for 46 points. They were 17 of 25 shooting, which is incredible. Audu also added six assists and three steals. Cruz Dumont was the floor general once again, 12 points and a career high nine assists. While Sandu and Brian Wallach started, they didn't play as much in the second half because the Thunderbirds, they got strong contributions off the bench from both Tristan Matthews and my man, Lincoln Rosebush, played nearly the entire fourth quarter. Two of them, they both scored 12 points. Rosebush had five rebounds and three steals, and the haters are silent. So I have control over the boards <laughs> in the booth today, and I'm about to make Jake McGrail silent. But alas, I appreciate having his voice on the show. The Thunderbirds hit 13 threes in this game, led by Woods with four. Six different players hit at least one. And UBC shot over 50% from the field for the second straight game. And next up, the Thunderbirds host the Cascades. They're the only other team in the BC division who are 2-0. They beat UBC Okanagan and UNBC this past weekend, so that'll be interesting. And now football, after back-to-back big wins for the football team, the Thunderbirds had their playoff dreams take a massive hit as they were blown out 53-14 to by Calgary on the road. We'll make this short and sweet, folks. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> this is why Mike is here. He says he's sick. He's really just sick of this football team and how they played. The Dinos blitzed the Thunderbirds out of the gate. They scored a touchdown on the first play of the game. They were up 25-0 at halftime. Dane Kapler did score on a 49-yard run to get UBC on the board, but Calgary was up 39-7. to At the end of the third quarter, yeah. Yeah. It was Jason Soriano. He got a Constellation touchdown off a pass from Garrett Rooker in the third. Uh, perhaps mercifully, there were no more scoring in the fourth. 53-14, to 14, as I mentioned, is the final score. It's, it's tough times. Yeah, Rooker totally neutralized. 11 of 18 for 95 yards in the one touchdown. He had two picks, sacked four times, only rushed for five yards. Just a non-factor on the <laughs> score sheet. The Thunderbirds, they got most of their yards on the ground. Kapler carried for 161. Isaiah Knight had 109. While Soriano was the high point for the receiving core with 37 receiving Let's yards. Let's go! <laughs> wow. Uh, Dinos had more passing yards than the Thunderbirds. Had total yards. Uh, Dinos had 30, 361 passing yards for 322 total yards for the T-Birds. Uh, Calgary, 601 yards of total offense. 31 first downs compared to only 15 for UBC. There are a lot of different ways to say this. <laughs> we sucked. <laughs> the thing is, the, what hurt the UBC the most in terms of their playoff chances was just how badly they lost because they're, they're still tied with Calgary for fourth in that final playoff spot at 2-3. and three. But UBC's point differential is minus 89, which is the worst in the entire conference. <laughs> that means that in order to make the playoffs, they're going to need a lot this weekend. They face Alberta. And they need to either beat them by over 40 points or beat them with Calgary also losing to Manitoba. So there's a chance. There's a chance. They're going to need some help from Manitoba, uh, likely, because I feel like they're probably not going to win by over 40 points. Uh, The Thunderbirds, they faced the 3-2 Golden Pandas back in the opening weekend of the season. They lost 44-19 on the road. They play this Saturday at Thunderbird Stadium. UBC, they have won five of their last home games against Alberta, so we can hope. Lastly, we're going to take a look at cross-country here. Cross-country teams ran the table in Saskatoon over the weekend, picked up team victories in both the men's and women's Canada West Championships. For the women, it's their third consecutive title, and for the men, their first since returning to the division in 2018. Glynis Sim was the top individual Thunderbird in the women's race. She grabbed the bronze. Ahead of her were Joanna Brown and Lauren McNeil, both of UBCO, who were within two-tenths of a second of each other. 
both competing for the heat. Sim was 40 seconds behind those heat runners. She finished 29 minutes, 21.7 seconds. Mackenzie Campbell and Zoe Dornsplit were 7th and 10th, respectively, as UBC joins the Saskatchewan Huskies with three runners in the top 10. On the men's side, Thomas Nobbs continued his amazing season, took the men's gold with a time of 24.30.6. Tyler Dozy, his teammate, was his closest competitor. He grabbed a silver for the Thunderbirds with a time of 25 minutes even. Joshua Kozelsch and Spencer Hardy finished fourth and fifth as UBC swarmed the top five en route to that emphatic team win. And Hardy, he got a Canada West Rookie of the Year honors for that performance, and UBC assistant coach Steve Whaler was named the Coach of the Year. Next up, UBC has hosting duties at the Thunderbirds Endurance Meet on November 16th. That event will serve as a tune-up for the U Sports Championships November 20th in Quebec City. Quickly here, we talked about a lot of sports already happening, uh, but a couple things that we did not mention. There is some rowing, the Canadian University Rowing Championships in Welland, Ontario on Saturday, uh, and swimming at the Audlem Brown Colleges Cup. Uh, that is here in Vancouver also on Saturday, uh, and those events continue on to Sunday. Uh, otherwise, we covered it all already. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news and stories is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is The Shakespeare Show. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake McGrail and Corey Branson. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day.